The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is The Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We got a lot to do this week on The Movie Zone. We have one, two, three, four, five. Well, four guests. Four guests. Four guests. I was counting Michelle. Michelle's the brain of our guests. She hung out with us all day today. She was kind of like, she, or she will be hanging out with us all day, like kind of moving guests in and out as right. we go. She's a busy woman, yeah. and uh, we thank her. So five, five guests yes. here on the Movie Zone this week. Two new movies that we'll have cast and crew of in studio here momentarily to talk to us about, but also four new movies coming to Megaplex Theaters and a lot more uh, to get to as well. He's Adrian Lizer. I'm Austin Horton. Uh, Merry Christmas, Adrian. It is the season, Austin. To be jolly and joyous. It is now past. Very good. First of all, I've watched watched that in the last little bit. Um, It is now past Thanksgiving, so you may put up your Christmas decorations, in my opinion. Now, yours have been up since early (laughs) August. But, Not true. Uh, it's close to we true. We were moving. Otherwise, it would have been true. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been, yes. Uh, but yes, it is. Uh, love this time of year. It's cold, but, you know, it's the time of joy and giving and Christmas movies. I've got a whole list. I'm checking it twice, and I'm watching them all. How is your Christmas shopping coming along? Uh, poor. Yes. Poor to fair? Poor or? to none. <laughs> How do you go from none to poor? Sorry. <laughs> Uh, what's below Sounds poor? like my finances from none to poor. No, just kidding. <laughs> right. um, but, uh, well, that's why I had the because yeah, yeah. of shopping. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but uh, yeah, it should be good. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was fine. It was busy. Yeah. Uh, happy to see all the family we saw, but I would like a day of, I would like a holiday where there's nothing. Right. We yeah. do nothing. There should be a holiday where it's not about getting together with the family. No fa- or friends. Like sometimes I just want a holiday where I don't have to go anywhere. Where I don't have to wear pants. Right. Or leave the house. Yes. Or or leave the house without pants. Maybe that's what July twenty fourth is. No, we work that day. <laughs> well, we do, but... Pac-12 Media Day yeah. seems to always be on Pioneer Day. The no respect. Southern Californians don't care about our heritage in this state. But anyway... Well, they should, because a lot of people that came through this state founded and settled that state. Yes, that's so, true. But, uh, hey, yeah. respect, Cali. Uh, <laughs> I hope everyone's having a good winter. Uh, Avengers, of- all the money still, Austin, <laughs> and uh, Frozen 2 made $85 more million. So not close to what... They didn't make as much they, as they made the first week. No, but they, last week we talked about would yeah. they? They're now up to seven hundred fifty mil worldwide, though. So, man, I think they'll make it. It's good to be Disney. Yeah, indeed. That little upstart. They might have a future in this movie business. Now, just wait till they get into the amusement park. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Let's dial out to the Movie Zone phone because we do have five guests coming in studio here in a moment. Let's get to the four movies that are yours to uh, go see fresh at Megaplex Theaters. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone phone for the Larry H. Miller's Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Frozen 2, please press 1. For Midway, please press 2. For Dark Waters, please press 3. You've selected Dark Waters, starring Mark Ruffalo, Anne Hathaway, Tim Robbins, William Jackson Harper, and Bill Pullman. For plot description, please say tell me more. 
Tell me more. A tenacious attorney uncovers a dark secret that connects a growing number of unexplained deaths to one of the world's largest corporations. While trying to expose the truth, he soon finds himself risking his future, his family, and his own life. Dark Waters is rated PG-13 and earned a 94% fresh rating from Rotten Tomatoes. For tickets and showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. Do you like Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Uh, Dark Waters. It looks phenomenal. It looks heavy. It looks hard to to watch at times. It looks uh, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, mind-thought-provoking, mind-changing. Uh, and it, it, I think it, it is based on a true story, and I think that it will inspire people to make the right choice, even though it might be the worst choice for the rest of your personal life. Mm. But it's still the right thing to do, if that makes any sense. Dark Waters, I think, is a must-see, especially while it's in theaters. Right, and this cast, I mean, Mark Ruffalo's been nominated for three Oscars. Um, he's one of the few in Hollywood where you look at him, and what's his most famous role, Austin? Is probably, probably the, the Hulk. Probably the Hulk. But we don't only associate Mark Ruffalo with the Hulk. His best role was Spotlight. Right. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's, he's done so much in his career that he was able to get in and out of the Marvel business with not all of us going to know there's the Hulk. And I loved him in the Can You See Me movies. Yeah. Now You See Me, not Can You now See you Me. Now You See Me. But he was in Foxcatcher. Just Like Heaven. Uh, the kids are all right. Like this guy, he's had a great career and he made gazillions of dollars off of being a big green angry man. Yeah. So, and then you've got Anne Hathaway who won an Oscar for something we'll talk about later mm-hmm. in the show. This is Inception Movie Zone Day. <laughs> and you got Bill Pullman, you know, there's Tim Robbins. Come on. It's William Jackson cast. Harper. Like there's a lot of great actors and actresses in this. This is a go for me as well. Uh, William Jackson Harper, where do I, good, the good place? Yeah, he's in the good place right yep. now. All right, so there you go. Uh, Dark Waters, we'll both be seeing that. Back out to the movie's own phone. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone Phone for the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press one. For Joker, please press one. For Jojo Rabbit, please press two. For They Shall Not Grow Old, please press 3. You've selected They Shall Not Grow Old. For plot description, please say, tell me more. Tell me more. Using state-of-the-art technology and materials from the BBC and Imperial War Museum, filmmaker Peter Jackson allows the story of World War I to be told by men who were there. Life on the front is explored through the voices of soldiers who discuss their feelings about the conflict, the food they ate, the friends they made, and the dreams of the future. They Shall Not Grow Old is rated R and has an approval rating of 100% from Rotten Tomatoes. For tickets and showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. All right, from uh, laughing to now being completely somber and serious, They Shall Not Grow Old is a miracle. The fact that we're able to now get into the the footage uh, and see... Because we've seen this footage here and there in black and white and without sound. Now it's in color with sound. With these guys and people sharing their thoughts, you can hear them. And it's crazy to watch even just the trailer as they've got this steely look because they're at war. And then as that camera passes in front of them, they turn into boys. 
that are happy to be on a camera and look we're in the pictures boys one of them says it it gives a fresh needed deeply intimate look into the horrors of war and the fact that it's people like you and me that are at the center of it all sometimes the mind and as we look over history has this idea of a pedestal almost and not saying we don't need to hold them up there and respect them but it's almost like they're characters and not human beings mm. and i cannot wait to experience they shall not grow old yep and world war one it's something we've talked about often forgotten because it was much longer ago than world war two and uh yeah i'm excited to take this in and peter jackson i have no doubt in my mind that he did a great job with this because he's a fantastic filmmaker and it's a documentary and i think it's gonna be very good it's a must must see especially with the theater equipment yes yeah yeah all right one more special event opening at megaplex theaters hello and welcome to movie zone phone for the larry h miller's megaplex theaters for popular movies and showtimes please press one For Knives Out, please press 1. For Midway, please press 2. For Les Mis, the staged concert, please press 3. You've selected Les Mis, the staged concert. For plot description, please say tell me more. Tell me more. Coinciding with the 35th triumphant year of London's West End, Cameron McIntosh produced the spectacular sellout stage concert version of the beloved musical at the Gilgood Theater, featuring an all-star cast including Michael Ball, Ashley Bowie, uh, Carrie Hope Fletcher, Matt Lucas, and John Owen Jones, too. Now cinema audiences can experience a live broadcast of the musical phenomenon at which broke box office records and sold out its 16-week season, featuring a cast and orchestra of over 60 Five. That is 65. This sensational stage concert is not to be missed. An absolute must-see for any fans of any musical, theater, or live event cinema. That is absolutely fantastic. Lame is, the stage concert is rated PG-13. For tickets and showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. Okay, I don't need to wax poetic about Les Mis. You know how much it means to me and how much I care for it. You dream to dream. I do. Of times gone by. Yeah, and sometimes I'm on my own. Uh, sometimes all I need is one day more. Sometimes all you need is... Um, to drink with me. Is Russell Crowe singing in key. And rain will make the flowers grow. Yes. Leave Russell Crowe out of... Don't solely the good name in verse. That, that never happened. He never played Javert. Actually, it was like... Stop it! It was movie, awful. The movie gets such a bad rap be- because of him. But it was actually really well done. And it's an incredible feat how they right. made it. And, the movie itself yeah. is great. Russell's a great actor. He just didn't quite have that part. But everything else is close. amazing. Yeah. yeah, but everything else. But love Les Mis myself as well, Austin. Huge fan. Uh, so so bring him home and go see <laughs> Les Mis, the staged concert. Yes. Uh, uh, December 8, 10, and 11 at Jordan Commons. This is, of course, uh, the, the staged concert they did recently there in England with characters from the movie and from other staged versions of Les Mis. They filmed it, and now... If you didn't, you know, travel to London to see that happen, you can now see it in its splendor and grandeur at the Megaplex Theaters. And you know 
where I will be on December 8, 10, and 11. Get some art in your faces out here, people. Come on. This is art. This is classic. <laughs> I've never heard that, that put that way. Les Mis. Yeah. It's Les Miserables. Yeah. It's, don't be one of those, I don't see Broadway movies. I hate plays. That's well, not lucky this, Lucky for you, it's on a screen. Well, and this is just the staged concert. Right. So they're in character, but they're not doing the show. Right. They're doing the music. Yeah. At least learn the music. Yeah. It, it's... It's life changing you if you allow it to be. You don't be the person at the party when everyone starts singing the songs that doesn't know it. Yeah, I don't really want to be at a party that everyone's singing Les Mis either. <laughs> probably not. Because the, they'll ruin it. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. I will, and I won't hold my tongue and be like, uh, you stop. <laughs> this is a sacred tune that you're murdering right now. It's a sacred tune that you're off tune. Bada boom. Bada bing. All right, uh, coming up next. We got to take our first break because we have a guest heavy second and third segment. We'll have Jason Wright, Jason Wade, Warren and Stacy Fast, Michelle Moore from the movies Christmas Jars and Finding Grace right here in the Movie Zone studios. Uh, stay tuned, don't go anywhere. Join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. On to the movie zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. As promised, back here on the movie zone, Austin Horton, Adrian Lizer here with you, and the author of Christmas Jars is here live in studio with us, Jason Wright. Hi, Jason. Welcome. Hey guys. Hey Jason. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. We're excited to have you here. This is a book. That uh, you know, I don't. I'm not. This isn't hopefully news to you, but it's a best-selling book, uh, and uh, everyone has read it. A and, few uh, people have yeah, read it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been around. When did you write this book? Early 2000s. Uh, so it came out in 2000. I wrote it in 04. It came out in 2005. So this is 14 years. And I, I remember reading a, a piece. I think it was in the Desert News that said uh, you didn't. This didn't take off immediately for you. Yeah, so the the first year we didn't, you know, we didn't really know what we had. Um, I'll save you the long backstory, but we thought uh, the publisher, when I say we, me and the team, thought, you know, we might sell a few books and mm-hmm. uh, maybe a few people will do more than just read the book, but maybe they'll actually put a jar on their counter and give it away, which we can talk about in a minute. Uh, we had no idea that we were sitting on something that would turn into you know, a million copies and a movement around the world for sure. It's crazy. Yeah, you referenced that uh, this is a a, a real-life thing that you wrote this book about. This didn't just pop into your imagination. This was a real movement, and it's really kicked off this whole Christmas jars movement. Yeah, it's very cool. Here in the West, a lot of people listening right now, no doubt, have jars on their counters that they're getting ready to give away during the holiday season Mm -hmm. or have received a jar. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Growing up, my grandpa had uh, a big number 10 empty uh, coffee can that he would put all his change in. And whenever a, a person was going in his neighborhood, going to college or getting married or going on a mission, he'd give them that big jar. And so that was a tradition that my grandpa carried on. And then you wrote this book and it started with you, your wife and your kids. 
is yeah. how this actually started. Yeah, to be. we we uh, gave a jar away in 2004. Uh, we didn't even really call it a Christmas jar then. We didn't really know kind of what we were doing, other than we wanted a new tradition in our family that. Um, everybody could be involved in. My wife and I had something that we'd done that was kind of a mom and dad thing, um, a little tradition that I inherited from my parents that the kids really couldn't be a part of, especially when they were young. And so we brainstormed, what could we do that would get everybody in the house involved? And so that first year, um, 2004, uh, even you know my little ones in school, uh, preschool, they'd get their twenty-five cents. They'd dig change out of the couch cushions or the or the car or the neighbor's couch cushions, which was funny. And uh, so and then would, take it back to the neighbor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, it was funny to watch that that jar fill that first year. We started mid October of two thousand four, and by Christmas Eve, we had about eighty bucks. Hmm. And uh, we sat down, made a list of people we thought would benefit from the jar, chose somebody, gave it away late that night on Christmas Eve. Um, again, not really knowing, there was no book, there was no movement, there was no tradition, there was just our family's desire to celebrate Christmas a little differently than we had been. Um, and here we are 14 years later with, uh, I mean, our lives are different because right. of it. Well, that's great. And uh, talk about going, turning it into a book, and then did you ever imagine that you'd have a movie made out of a book mm. that you wrote? You're talking about how things are so different, but a movie is way different yeah no most authors get yeah it's it's uh it's a dream come true man i mean you don't every author hopes everything they write you know might one day end up um on a bestseller list or or um you know as a film you're sitting in a theater eating overpriced popcorn and Mm. watching every author i know that writes dreams of that but it's so far-fetched it's so the number of books that are published that make it to film it's just so so slim and even though we had some interest early i mean it took we, we signed a deal, a development deal for this in um, February, mid-February of 2006. So we're 13 plus wow. years on mm-hmm. getting this thing into theaters. And um, it's nothing short of a modern day miracle that this thing has happened. But for, for an author to see it, to sit there, I've, I've cried more over the last few months as a part of this whole thing than, um, gosh, should I admit that on air? I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's manly to cry. Is, is it? Yeah. I cry in movies. This is 2019. Yeah, we're all right. I, uh, I really just, the whole experience has just been so, has been so surreal, so. Uh, what what was your role in the filming? Like, sometimes authors, the, they'll watch their movie, be their book be made in a movie and hate it. Yeah. What was your role in the filming process? Yeah, great, great question. I'm glad you asked that because they didn't need to involve me as much as they did. Um, the The team at uh, BYU Television partnered up with Muse Entertainment um, out of L.A. and out of Toronto. They specialize in these kinds of movies. Um, they came together a couple of years ago to sort of start the process, and I was just kind of a you know a minority player in the background. Um, but they really wanted me involved, and they valued kind of my experience with the story, with the movement, knowing that I was really connected to the fan base, and I had become, for better or worse, kind of the face of this um, for more than a decade. And so, gosh, I'm so grateful that they just involved me in the stages of the script development, um, and in particular, just the last year, um, talking about casting and they had me and the family come up to the set 
in Ottawa back in February and March of this year for filming. We have a little cameo in the film. People Sweet. have to look for it. It's pretty Get cool. That SAG card. You know? Yeah, my <laughs> my twelve year old in particular gets really nice screen time okay. oh, toward good. the end of the movie. So you got to watch that. Uh, but they huh. they involved me a lot more than they needed to. And to answer your question about you know so many authors see their adaptations and go, man, gosh, I'm you know I don't like what they did. Um, this won't be the first time I've said this, and probably not the last, but it might actually be better than the book. <laughs> it is so See, good. Jason and I always try to tell Adrian, the movie's always better than the book because it's over in an hour and a half, Amen. and you don't have to read anything. Amen, brother. Yeah. Reading, reading's good for the brain, Austin. Yeah, so is... Uh, we want people to continue to buy the book. <laughs> yes, that's well. right. Buy the book, read the book, share the book, but the movie, you heard it from the author, yes. might be better than the book. It's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> they did a great job. Yeah, well, you were talking about uh, being involved in casting and everything, so you feel? do you feel like the character were very well captured by the cast members uh, that yeah. they put together for yeah, them. They, yeah, they did a terrific job with casting. Um, if anyone who's listening has read the book, you know there's a lead character, Hope Jensen, this young woman that comes into the world in a very unusual way um, and grows up to be a um, this aspiring journalist. She's in almost every scene. She really had to carry the film. Uh, they cast this just gorgeous, talented actress named Jenny Ross from Canada, um, a real up-and-comer. She, you'll see her all over uh, Netflix and uh, Suits on USA. She's mm-hmm. done a lot of stuff. She's very talented. She's filming another uh, another movie called The Novice right now in Canada that will be in theaters mm-hmm. next year. Um and she is a twenty-year-old actress. Just she's really 20? twenty. Twenty. I know she carried very well in this film. Yeah, Jason. yeah. She, she did, did so well. Great emotional depth, um, and and she really. It's hard to look away when she's on screen. She's really captivating. Yeah, she's got. Uh, there, there's a lot of good performances in this movie, but she's the magic, in my opinion. Yeah, she agreed. was. She was great. So we know that it, it premiered uh, last Sunday on BYU TV. I'm sure you can. Say it into your TV service, into the, you know the remotes you can talk to now yeah, these days. Yeah, yeah. Just say Christmas jars and record it or catch it live. But also DVD. Where can we uh, buy the DVD and share it with our friends and family this season? Yeah, DVD out this week. You can find it any place that sells movies. You can find it at Desert Book. You can find it at Walmart. You can find it online, Amazon. Um, it's it's. I hope it's everywhere you go. I hope you see it in your local gas station. I hope mm-hmm. when you go in to get For your real. Snickers yeah. bar, there's Christmas jars <laughs> at the register. Yeah. Yeah, perfect movie. Uh, I, I know people like watching the the style of film, especially around the holidays. And I think uh, this is another one on that list. And, and before we let you go, I'm sure this has changed people's lives. Do you have a few stories, uh, examples of people who this Christmas jars idea and movement as it's become has changed their path? You know, it's interesting. Just last week, um, Dave Ramsey, who I'm sure a lot of folks in this market are really familiar with he um he's a small up-and-coming radio star yeah right he's yeah. he's making TV a little, yeah, show, yeah yeah a little bit we'll of see if he makes it, it. Yeah. yeah yeah call me in 10 years dave let's see if you're still in the air needs to learn how to save his money better. yeah i know i know no he um he had a caller call in and introduce him to the christmas jars movement and actually a guy from utah who told a story of a few years ago being uh newly married in school um really struggling to like working two jobs trying to figure out how to make it all work and you know knock at the door open it up there's a jar and Mm. he just bawled on the radio man and and here's dave ramsey introducing you know the world to this to this story thousands of stories like that but um 
And honestly, if I if you look at the map, if you go to ChristmasJars.com or you go to Facebook and just search it, there's a map of the United States that has a dot for every jar sighting that we've had over the last decade or so. And um, in this part of the country, the Intermountain West is just lit up, and Utah in particular. Um, if I if you just ranked all the states, uh, Utah is like one, two, and three in terms of how many jars have been given away among your listeners right wow. now. I, I just think it's great. It's a great way to get your kids into the right uh, mindset and spirit of the season. Uh, and it's a simple thing, but goes a long way for a lot of people. It's been an honor having you here in studio talking about this. Uh, this I don't want to call it a project. This is like a child of yours. It feels like a baby. A family though. member, yeah. It does. So off sure to college does. soon, it sounds like. <laughs> off to BYU, I hope. Yes. Uh, right? We forgot right. to mention, Jason's here in a BYU sweatshirt. Yes, yes. But that doesn't mean Ute fans wouldn't enjoy the book and movie as well. So. <laughs> no, this is an equal opportunity book. <laughs> right. It brings us together in a divided world. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Jason. Thank Thanks. you, guys. All right, our thanks there to Jason Wright of Christmas Jars. Make sure you check that out. Uh, give the book away this holiday season, the movie as well. It is a beautiful, wonderful opportunity for you, especially this this time of year. Uh, and coming up next, from one incredible uh, moment at this time of year with a family-oriented, faith-based film of Christmas Jars to another one starring our good friend Jason Wade of such films as 17 Miracles, The Cokeville Miracle, Love Kennedy, uh, and of course, most recently, Out of Liberty. He and the writer, director, and producer of Finding Grace will be in studio with us next to talk about the making of that film here on The Movie Zone. You're locked on to the movie zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Final segment of the Movie Zone this week, and it is a must-hear segment. We are blessed to have back in studio with us the wonderfully talented Jason Wade. Thank you. Welcome back, sir. Thank and uh, newcomers to the Movie Zone and the movie scene in, in, in the feature film. This is your first jump into this. Warren and Stacy Fast. Warren is the writer and director. Stacy is a producer. Yes. And the heartbeat I'm gathering. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. quite a heartbeat on of film, finding yes. grace. So welcome. Thanks for coming, everybody. Thank you. We're Thanks glad to be here. So what? So this movie was made. We've Adrian and I uh, have both seen it. Congrats! Wonderfully Thank you. done. Thank you. Well, wonderfully acted, Jason, Thank and you. the supporting cast was incredible as well. And the, the uh, I'm spacing the actress that played Alaska, uh, Paris Warner. Paris Warner. Yeah. Yes, she was terrific. It, it was really well done. It is a must see family film. Uh, I think so make sure you check out Finding Grace but I want to start uh, Warren with where did you come up with this idea Warren and Stacy where did this where was this born from your mind well you know I'd, I'd, uh, I'm a screenwriter by trade and I've you know made some options and sales here and there uh, I at a certain point I decided I just wanted to produce my own film and, and I just announced to my wife hey and it was probably uh, 2017 November when I said I'm just gonna I'm gonna write this story that's 
just kind of coming to me and i think it's gonna it's a really family-oriented story i haven't done that before i usually work in horror and sci-fi and stuff like that which i had been doing and i just it was just kind of just coming to me it was great and the characters were coming alive and as i as i wrote it um yeah that's kind of how it happened mm-hmm. i presented and she's like we're doing a what <laughs> yeah it was a shock for me because you know i'm so used to writing films and sending them out you know i'm used to that you know taking his own little private room and writing away and then he comes to me and says we're gonna do our own and i just was like how in the world are we gonna do that <laughs> right and, right and, and, and the part he left out was we're gonna self-finance yeah, yeah we're gonna, that's exactly right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah about that <laughs> yeah that's what exactly well that's that's great to how that came together and jason it's great to have you back in studio again thank you uh, we talked about, it feels like it was just yesterday, but it, it we were talking was. out of liberty uh, <laughs> last time. And I, 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 I'm glad we get to talk to you again because I like the acting craft as something I can never do. And so it's fun to talk to you actors. Act like you like me all yes, the time. <laughs> That's the only acting I can do. But um, kind of talk about, you know, you go from one character, this jailer and out of liberty, and now you step into this role. As an actor, what is that kind of that process like, and then how you have to really embrace a role in a completely different film? Yeah, actually, it was the reverse. So we did Finding Grace before Out of Liberty. Oh, okay. Well, the reverse uh, either way. The, the problem with the reason why this film is a little bit late in getting to the scene is because of a hurricane hmm, that decided to go right through Florida. So we we filmed this in Florida. Um, and we'll get to that. I, it, it, it's interesting how uh, Warren actually found me. Um, and, and when someone calls and says, hey, I would like to have you come do a movie, and then they mention Florida, you just kind of say yes. You, you haven't even read the script at that point, right? <laughs> but um, no, when, when reading the script, uh, you're looking at uh, a struggle of a father. You've got, uh, it's a wonderful story about a, a family that's just... I don't want to ruin anything for anyone that enjoy it. I want them to enjoy the film, but there's a lot of struggles that a lot of families are out there uh, dealing with and experiencing right now. And as I'm reading this script, I'm watching this father just spiral out of control. He has no answer. He is overwhelmed. And he's got this teenage daughter who is making, unfortunately, a lot of poor choices in life. And who can't relate to that, right? right? I'm a father. I've got a daughter. Although she is an absolute angel, I've been blessed with that. But I got two sons coming come through the rank that are going to even the score. <laughs> I, I know, I know that those two are going to be trouble for me. But my heart went out to uh, the, the the role I play is Connor, Connor Rose, and my heart went out to him uh, as he was trying to make sense of his life and how he can access his daughter and get her back on path. And what's wonderful about the script is it. It takes an army. It takes a community. And uh, and some other people are placed in her life that help her and guide her. And then it, it, the, the, the reunification, that reconnection, that's all something that will just speak to my soul. I, I love seeing uh, things where someone's in peril or it's just this, all, the, all the odds are stacked against them. And you just think there's no hope. And then there's just this thing that happens. And then the hope reemerges. And there's something that's triumph at the end. I like how you've laid that out, Jason, because as I was watching it, uh, I I have a daughter. She's just about 16 months old and terrified. Of, <laughs> she's 16 months. Yes. Wait till she's 16 or, and, or even 16. before then. And 26. Right, yeah. But the, and to commend you guys for writing it and how you produced it, it, the, it was very relatable. Yes. Anyone that sees this movie, I'm sure will see things from their own life pop up and Jason mentioning it takes an army mm-hmm. absolutely uh, it gives it gives heart 
to those that might uh, see it who are struggling through things to themselves, but then others who will say, well, I need, maybe I can step up and help the community out a little bit more in that, in that way. Um, but I do want to hear, Warren, how you came to find Jason. What was the story there? Jason yeah. touched on that a bit. Well, certainly. Thank you. And, you know, Jason, we're a fan of Jason. I have seen a number of his films, and, and I know that... Uh, he's this, okay. He's <laughs> all right. He's all right. He's all right. Well, the th- so we're in Florida, and, and we're, there's no tax incentives. There are, to find talent, it's hard down there because, you know, there's no tax incentives. There's no other incentives to bring people to where we're at. Um, so I know this is a great market for talent. And there's a lot of great talent here, and uh, in Paris as well. So we, you know, uh, we're looking for uh, uh, for Alaska. But Jason was the first one I approached because I, I this couldn't this story couldn't be told unless the father was solid. And I know his characters he'd done before were very solid. And, and I, that's kind of what I was basing Connor on a little bit, you know, on, on that character. Um, I raised uh, we raised uh, you know four girls myself. But it, but it, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> I was there. Your for sympathies. That. But Stacy chipped in there. He meant ourselves. There, you know. Yeah, myself. <laughs> it was plural. I heard it. You did. Yeah. And, and what it I didn't matters what she hears though. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't want to do was 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 like take a bunch of our experiences and I'm like no, I wanted to have original story, original characters, and they did come alive. But the reason they came alive even more after the script was written was because of these actors. And Jason is quintessential actor, obviously. He's got such talent. He would take Connor, and I love how like you would meet you know, on your own time with Paris to come up with these scenes after they're already written. Like, it, so they'd get on set, and they, we'd, we'd talk about it, and like, hey, we went through this scene, and uh, what do you think about this? And I'm like, yeah, I love that. Or, or we'd, we'd talk about it, we'd work about it. It's so collaborative, mm-hmm. we loved it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of came across Jason because of his history that we've seen before and it's great really in my what i saw and i'm you know i'm not the actor (laughs) but they they put themselves out there it's so natural they didn't hold back anything so to me uh what i was seeing i was taking my own video like on the sidelines just as they were filming and i just saw moments that were just like i can't i wanted to look up but i was like i don't know where i put my my (laughs) eyes it was beautiful it was magic they everything was just perfect we had a great set Great set of cast. It, it, it comes across that way, yeah. Really yeah that's great. It's, well, it's fun watching people work too. Austin and I have had, uh, we've been lucky enough to go see our friends at Utah Film Studios and they had us on set for some filming of some things. So it's, it's really cool to watch that come together. Uh, talk about, you know, where, how long it took to film, what it went into. Apparently, a hurricane rolled through and yes. threw some times <laughs> off. Exactly. Uh, how oh, yes. did the filming of this go? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad you asked that because it was miraculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had basically one camera. We had um, not many resources. We had a we had a team that was local that had not not done, done, not done much. Excuse me. And uh, but but I knew what I wanted, mm-hmm. and they worked with me. We got the equipment that was needed to do it, and it took a 19-day film shoot. Mm-hmm. We never went over. You can testify, I guess, Jason. We never went over <laughs> yeah. our schedule ever. No, Very cool. never. Um, we were just kept on schedule. Everything worked out. The weather was perfect. The equipment worked great. Um, some magic moments. Filming was great. It really turned out well, and the performances were incredible. We never had to do more than maybe a couple takes of anything. Uh, I always if like there to, were know. if there were retakes at all. It was because the cast wanted. Yeah, because they wanted. It was nothing to do with the directing he's like y'all did great no no I want to do it again I want to film more it was just that passionate that passion they were having in the scene so it came across 
very well. Very cool. And yeah, we're Pan- very fortunate. And Panama City Beach, I mean, they, they opened a lot of doors for us, too. Yes. They they were wonderful. Uh, to, to, to be able to do a film, sometimes you get into some of these markets, it's like, oh, another, another movie production team I don't know but they were wonderful they just kind of said yeah sure whatever you need we were in their city buildings we were mm-hmm. out on their docks we were all over the place it was it was yeah. really kind of cool to see the city come together and help you out there there may, may not be, have been incentives Right. But they kind of made it up with the we open made, door policy. Glad you, mes- you mentioned that because the incentives were made up with okay, we can get free sets here. Mm-hmm. We can get you know, we can kind of make up some of the financial difference in that capacity. Yeah, mm-hmm. much help. A lot of that mm-hmm. came together. So Jason Warren and Stacey said they they globbed on to the globbed. That sounds like such a <laughs> bad word, but they they saw your previous work, Jason Hansen and uh, Ron Hartley and Sam Tillery. Well, I guess they didn't see that, but Not yet, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but uh, your uh, Levi Savage. Levi Savage. Mm-hmm. And they saw you do those roles and thought, this guy's perfect for Connor Rose. Mm-hmm. What did you uh, bring from those other people that you played into Connor's personification? I'll be honest, very little. Really? Um, Connor was he was his own his own animal. Uh, mm-hmm. It was wonderful. That's what I loved about it. It was refreshing because I looked at it and said, "Oh, nice. It's very contemporary. It's a father in pain." Mm-hmm. I'm a father in pain. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> like they're very easily accessible. Not not that I'm. I, you get what I'm, get what I'm saying. But it, it was um, it was a very contemporary piece, and uh, it, it was just the way it was set. Now the only the only maybe maybe Jason Hansen, maybe Love Kennedy. There's a little bit of that. But that's a that was a that's a whole different story. Um, that's completely separate. The the pain that Jason Hansen was feeling in Love Kennedy. Is entirely different. That that was hopeful pain. That man had uh, he had an idea of where that pain was coming from and what was going to happen. And there was a plan there that he may or may not have had complete faith in. But he had direction. This guy has no direction. He's, he's drowning. He's yeah. drowning. He's done. And 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 I think that's what I gravitated to because I find myself in life every once in a while feeling that way. If I'm feeling that way, I know that there's probably another handful of men out there that are feeling the exact same way. So all I needed to do was take, because the, the writing, I remember reading the script and the writing was just popping. Like they're, they're really natural scenes. And when you're reading a script, that's what you're looking for, right? You don't want to show up and act. You just want to show up and be. And this script, the way it was written and the way it was designed, I could just be. And I saw myself just being inside of these moments and it was effortless. It, it really was. I mean, it, it was a challenge just to get there. And, and, and obviously there's all kinds of challenges with it. But in terms of accessing Connor in that role, it, it was really a, quite a, a wonderful experience. Plus, I have to say, I had the best, I've never been treated so well. <laughs> I had the best schedule. And I'm going to just, can I brag a little bit about my schedule? This is what I got paid for. They put me in a, they put me in a hotel that was two blocks from the beach, a beautiful beach. Wow. And my call tough, time, I don't tough. think, it was so tough. Yeah. I don't think my call time was ever before 10.30 a.m. What? So I, I literally would get up in the morning, I'd go work out, I'd go down to the beach, go for a run, I would take in a few waves, go swim a bit, and then I'd go back, take a long shower, and I'd, I would bike to set. Because I, I told them, it was funny, I looked at the map and I realized that none of, our, none of our locations were more than five miles away from my hotel. So I told them, save the money on the rental car, get me a bike, because I love to bike, and then 
I was able to access Connor Rose on the bike. So now I'm, I'm taking a different route to set every day. And that was my way to connect to him. And I know those roads now. I feel like I have lived there. I feel like I know what the smells are. I know where the streets go and, and I know where the stores are. And it just gave me a little bit more understanding of who Connor was. So it was really cool. And then maybe I'd work four or five hours, six hours. And sometimes we're out on a boat all all afternoon looking at dolphins. Yeah, and then they'd send me back, and I'd go back to my hotel at like ten and get some good rest. So I I'm sorry to say that it wasn't a challenging experience. (laughs) Uh, The challenge was inside the role, of course, but it was it was wonderful, and I, I really appreciated it. I'm sorry, that probably just completely no, diminished awesome. my you. experience, but I mean, I, it was so fun. T.C. Christensen. Yeah, T.C. <laughs> would never treat me like that. It's sun up to sun down. In, in, <laughs> in, in any of those other filmmakers' defense, I mean, the schedule did work out that we had a lot yes. of night, sca- night shoots and a lot yeah. of, you know. It was nice. Yes, yeah. very yeah. cool. Well, <laughs> not to do it for you. It, it's great to... Um, it's great to see people proud of their work, which is, I think, a challenge a lot of times, especially in Hollywood. You hear like people are often unhappy with the things they make, but mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that you are also proud of your movie. Uh, where can people see it? What can they do to get this in front of them with their families and get this out there? Well, in, in twenty right after the holidays, it will, we'll have a lot of the platforms start coming to be, okay. and in DVDs and stuff like that, but we have a Facebook page that's going to have all those announcements on it, and uh, it, it, there's international outlets as well and uh, you know outside the country different different outlets there but we'll have to announce those right after 2020 because yeah. they're yep. they're you know we're solidifying a lot of the other ones that yeah mm-hmm. okay they're coming soon so yeah. it's called finding grace yes, yes. Uh, from warren and stacy fast starring jason wade and uh paris warren and others that were just terrific before we let you go and thank you for being here i'm going to ask each of you and take a minute if you need to for one word that you would use to describe finding grace and uh, whenever you're ready, go ahead. Just one word. Just one. Well, if you cheats, you're fired. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, you probably stole it from you guys, but hope is the one word I would use. Hope. And why is that? Well, it is about hope. It, that's the theme of this film is there is hope no matter what you go through. You, you can get through it. You know, if you have faith, and, I, and, and this is a Christian movie. I'll, you know, it, it is a faith-based film. So, you know, and we're, we, you know, we are believers and we believe in Jesus Christ. And we know that if you, if you turn... <laughs> The things that you have over to him, you know, and you're following his commandments, you, you know, you can get through things. It's not going to be easy, maybe, but there's hope for the end and you can get through it. That's kind of why I would say hope. You have a word, Stacy? I do. Uh, love comes to mind. Um, and I'm a mother, so of course, you know, it's hard to watch a film, you know, you don't see the mother around, but it's uh, it's it love because it, it, and a lot of sacrifice, I think, too. I hope that's not your word. <laughs> but, but, you know, you watch Connor deal with his daughter in such a way you, you, your heart hurts for him and the daughter and of course there's a son of course but I feel like love is, is a very much a big part of this film I do and some sacrifice and to build on them with hope love I would say connection uh, as, as a father you want that connection with your children but sometimes it's not there mm-hmm. and to see that dwindle to see that go away and to not have any power with that is a pretty hopeless place. And to discover a way to reconnect with that child, it's uh, its pretty profound. Thank you. Uh, I think that really, those three words, connection, love, hope, that, that sells it really well. So thanks for sharing that. Thank you for being here. All right, there we go. Uh, another incredible edition of The Movie Zone. Our thanks to uh, Finding Grace's 
Warren and Stacy Fast. Also, our good friend Jason Wade. Good to meet Jason Wright, author of uh, the book Christmas Jars. Also, a movie now that you can see. Yeah, very. Uh this is a very family-oriented movie zone this week, and we don't get to, and we don't get to do that a lot because of all the different movies that are coming out all the time. And what better time of what, year? To yeah, do exactly. It. And yeah. both these movies that we talked about today are going to be great this holiday season and coming later in 2020 right. as well. Thanks to Michelle Moore of uh, more publications, more uh, PR. She's terrific, and uh, our she thanks does to all more of you. for us uh-huh, than people yeah. realize. And she's married to Marshall Moore. I mean, this is a family-oriented edition of the movie. The movie's own family. Love it. Or I guess I should say Marshall's married to her. If we're if we're being real, I'm just kidding. you know people fluff those all the time. Also, I want to ask you something real quick. Oh boy, you're you're one of the month parents, aren't you? One of the month. You you say the months of your child. Even though they're past a year old, I wasn't gonna be. You said sixteen months. I, I didn't want to call you out. I wasn't of our gonna be. I swore my whole life I wouldn't be. Yeah, and but said, now my once, daughter's sixteen months, and I looked at you in complete shock. Well, because here's how I, I've been saying: one year old. Uh huh. She's four months past being one. So you're so how I many months? Pa- one, I should say one and a half. I'm two months past being thirty. <laughs> I don't say thirty in two months. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. I, I'll make this pledge here now. before you, the movie zone, and God. And all our that, listeners. That uh, all of you. I will not go past 18 months. All right. Fair. Okay. All right. 18 is a good round number. All right. Then you start saying almost th- uh, almost two. Almost two. She's almost two. Yep. Yeah. She's just over one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Sorry. that was that was a good show, and now I feel like a bad dad. So thank you, thank you, Adrian. No, uh, thanks to everyone, including uh, those who participated in the poll question this week. Love it, uh, and that's going to do it for the movie zone. We'll see you next week.